Hey, life is full of decisions, whether there's coronavirus or not. And um, uh, how many of y'all have decisions to make right now? And please feel free to comment as we're going through the service because we see the comments and we'll try to respond. We have people responding back to them. Uh, but it's interesting. You know I need your feedback, all right? But uh, we have lots of decisions to make. And uh, right now, man, I'm having more decisions than ever. Things I never had to decide before. Well, do I go to Goodwill or not? Oh, no, Goodwill's closed. I can't go. Do I go to Walmart or not? Well, do I, when I get to Walmart, do I grab the shopping cart that has two purple gloves and a bunch of uh, hand wipes in the bottom of it and a bag of something tied to it? The answer's no. Uh, do I, man, do we park our boats 50 feet apart or do we just say, ah, what, this doesn't mean anything and we park them closer? Do we obey the government or don't we obey them? And so, man, there's all kinds of crazy decisions. And uh, if you haven't figured out, each week seems to get crazier. And so, really, God put on my heart uh, something that he showed me when I was a youth pastor back in the early 90s. And uh, something that I've, I've been able to show a lot of people is something that I've used many times. It's hardly a day that goes by that I don't get to use this. And so, from Galatians chapter 6, verses 7, 8, and 9, what we're going to see is that... Uh, is that we have lots of decisions to make and God gives us some guidelines on how to make those decisions. And what he tells us in his word out of Galatians 6 verses 7, 8, and 9 is he tells us that with every decision there is a right and a wrong decision. He tells us also that with every right and wrong decision there is going to be a short-term consequence as well as a long-term consequence. And with each of those, he tells us how to use those things to make decisions. In other words, he says when we make a wrong decision, often the short-term consequence is good. That's why we do it. But the long-term consequence is bad, and that's when we want to start making the right decision. But if we would just make the right decision, he says, sometimes the short-term consequence is not so good. That's why we don't do it. But... Uh, then if we make the right decision, the long-term consequence is good. He also tells us that the toughest time in life is when we're trying to turn over that new leaf and start doing things right because we have both bad and good short-term and long-term consequences, and, and it's a tough time in life. And he says, man, don't grow weary in doing the right thing because you, in due season, you will harvest a good crop if you don't give up. That's the Eddie paraphrase, obviously. So let me show this to you. If you have your Bibles, open them up. To Galatians uh, chapter 6 starting in verse 7 8 and 9 and if you want to follow along and you want to draw a little diagram uh, many of you already know this but you can go ahead and draw this oblong tic-tac-toe board and up in this corner make a D and the D stands for let me hear you decisions make decisions and so out of here uh, we have to make decisions by not making a decision you've made a decision so you have to make decisions in life and so in Galatians chapter 6, starting in verse 7, he says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. In other words, with every decision we make, there is going to be a right decision and there is going to be a wrong decision. You say, but pastor, what about the gray areas? I want to tell you, in life, there are a lot less gray areas than you think. In order to make gray, we have to take something pure that's white and only add a little bit of impurity to it. Add a little bit of black to the white to make gray and that's what we try to do when we know what the right thing is to do we know what God wants us to do we know in our heart we know in our mind he's built it in us if we're born again 
He's even put a moral code in unsaved man to know what's right and wrong. But when we don't want to do what God wants us to do, we bring in a little bit of ourself. We bring a little of corruption into it, and that's what we call a gray area. When in reality, I would say the majority of your decisions, you know what you're supposed to do. There is a right decision and a wrong decision. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. In other words, what God said is right is right. What God said is wrong is wrong. And it doesn't matter if it's 2020. It doesn't matter if it's 2050. It doesn't matter if it's 1750. It doesn't matter. If God says it's wrong, it's wrong for all time. If it's right, it's right for all time. God does not change in that. And there is a moral code that comes with God there. So what we would do better for ourselves to do is figure out what's right and what's wrong as opposed to figuring out how to twist right and wrong to justify it in our own head. In fact, that word is called iniquity in the Old Testament. The, the Greek word that we get the word iniquity or the Hebrew where we get the word iniquity from is, is actually a word that means to twist or pervert something. And what we end up doing is we twist God's word to fit our lifestyle as opposed to twisting our lifestyle to fit God's word. So do not be deceived. God is not mocked. With every decision, there is a right decision. There is a wrong decision. He says in there, be not deceived. God's not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. So with every decision you make, there is going to be a consequence. Now, we generally look at the fact that there's a consequence. Okay, there's a consequence. Whatever hits me right off the bat, whatever happens right now, I'm living for now. Man, I'm going to go do this, and whatever happens, that's my consequence. But we're missing it. There is going to be a short-term consequence, and there is also going to be a long-term consequence. Okay? So, so here it is. Let's just say that I, I decide that we're not going to abide by the rules here. I'm not going to park 50 feet from Terry and 50 feet from, from Chris. Or let's just say somebody else pulls in with us. And now we have to make another decision. Do we tell them, hey, you can't park there? Do we risk a confrontation or do we move in all of that? But if I make, if I make the a decision, there's going to be an immediate effect. There's going to be something that happens right now, but there's going to be something that happens later. And we'll talk about that. So he says, be not deceived. God's not mocked. With every decision, there's a right decision and a wrong decision. Whatever a man sows, that he'll also reap. There's going to be a short-term consequence, and there's going to be a long-term consequence. The very next verse says, if you sow according to the flesh. Now, if you sow according to the flesh, that's not sowing according to the Spirit. You're sowing, you're doing what you want to do as opposed to what God wants you to do. And so I am going to tell you emphatically that is not a right decision. When you violate God's principles, when you do what you want to do, and it is different than what God wants you to do, it is a wrong decision. And so what he says is that if you sow according to the flesh, you reap corruption. That word corruption is called, it comes from the word where we uh, uh, speaking about rust. It talks about corrosion. If I were to take my cell phone right now and I were to throw it into the water, all right, I've got a waterproof case. I think it's waterproof, but if I were to throw my cell phone in the, in the water right now, I could probably go and immediately retrieve it and it'd be okay. If I wait a few minutes, I could maybe put it in a bag of rice and it might be okay. If I waited and I waited for a couple of days and went to retrieve my phone, it would be corrupted. And so that's why in Ecclesiastes, um, uh, Solomon says, that because God doesn't issue the consequences right away, man continues to sin. 
it tells us that we make our decisions mostly based on short-term consequences. Whatever's good for me right now is what I'm going to do, and I'll deal with the rest later. So he says, if you sow according to the flesh, you reap corruption. It's not an immediate bad consequence. And in fact, I'm going to tell you, when you make the wrong decision, generally speaking, the short-term consequence is going to be good. But the long-term consequence is going to be corruption, and it is going to be bad. It's guaranteed it's going to be bad. And so that's what corruption means. And that's what God's word says. So according to the flesh, you reap corruption. So if you're making decisions based on short-term consequences, on what, how's this going to affect me now? How's this going to work out now? What do I get to experience now? And you make it based on that. I'm telling you, you're making a lot of wrong decisions. Because if it's good to begin with, there's a big chance it's going to be bad later, especially if you are violating God's principles. So he says, be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. You sow according to the flesh, a wrong decision, you're going to reap corruption. It's going to be okay now. I don't have to go get my cell phone that I threw in the water. I can ignore it and I can do what I want to do. I'll get it later. But the long-term consequence is going to be bad. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be bad because my phone's going to be ruined and I have everything that I have to do with that. But he says, but if you sow according to the Spirit, in other words, if you're born again and you have the Spirit of God living in you, which you do if you're born again, when you give your life to Christ and say, I want to be judged by what Christ did on the cross and not my own works, his Holy Spirit comes in and lives inside of you and preserves you and, 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 and guarantees that you're as close to hell as you'll ever be and you've got a home in heaven. He's here to guide you. He's called the paraclete to walk alongside you, to empower you to do the right thing. So when we choose to do what God wants us to do, we walk according to the Spirit, he says that we reap life everlasting. So if you sow according to the Spirit, even if, man, oh, you know what? I got to pull my boat up and I've got to move because somebody got in between us. Somebody got too close. Yeah, that's a bad short-term consequence because I like where my boat is. My boat was here first. We have, I have my rights, you know? But the fact is, is if I'm going to make decisions based on right and wrong, then I got to do the right thing. And if it means me changing, me giving up my rights to do the right thing, then yeah, the short-term consequence is good. But I have no idea what God is sparing me from. That person who parks too close to me, who parks in between our boats, how do I know that isn't the person that next picked up that shopping cart in Walmart that had the used purple rubber gloves in it, that had 15 wet wipes that were all crumbled and obviously used with, with different body fluids all over it, and that had a bag of something tied to the handle that was obviously gross. And in fact, how do I know that's not the person who did that or the person that used it, and God's now sparing me from being sick? I don't have to know that. I can't predict the future. I don't have to know everything, but I have to know the one that does. And he's given us a moral code to do the right thing, even though sometimes that short-term consequence of doing the right thing is going to be bad because I don't get to do what I want to do. But he does say, you get to reap life everlasting. And life everlasting is not a, qua a quantity of life. It's not something we get after we die and now we get to heaven. Life everlasting is a quality of life that we get to experience right here on this earth from the time we're born again 
for the rest of eternity. The more we kill the flesh, the more we do what God wants us to do instead of what our, our flesh wants us to do, the more we follow him, the more we experience that abundant life, that life eternal. So is it worth it really to just get what you want right now and then suffer these consequences that he says are guaranteed to come in whatever decision you're making? I don't think so, but my flesh does sometimes. And that's why I have to keep this before me. So in life, we have decisions to make. With every decision, there's a right decision and a wrong decision. With every right and wrong decision, there's a short-term consequence and a long-term consequence. When we make the wrong decision, the short-term consequence is good, but the long-term is bad. And when we make the right decision, often the short-term consequence is bad, but the long-term consequence is not only going to be good, it is going to be great. So let's say that you've been making a lot of wrong decisions lately, and now you are reaping a lot of bad long-term consequences that last a long time. And you say, man, I want to do the right thing. I'm recommitting myself to Christ, or I'm giving my life to Christ today. Well, these don't automatically go away. You have to ride these out. But all of a sudden, now you make the right decision, and look what you've got. So this right here is going to be your toughest time of life when you go to turn over a new leaf. That's why Galatians verse 6, or chapter 6, 7, 8, verse 9 tells us don't grow tired of doing the right thing. Just because you're in this phase of life, don't get tired of doing it. Keep doing it. These will go away eventually, and this is where you'll be. Don't get tired of doing the right thing. He said, in due season, you're going to reap a good crop, according to God, if you don't give up. So I want to encourage you not to give up right here. So again, in scripture, here's what he says. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. There's a right decision and a wrong decision. Whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Short-term consequence, a long-term consequence. If you sow according to the flesh, which is the wrong decision, you're going to reap corruption. It may be good now, but it's going to be bad. It's going to be corroded and corrupted and rusted later. And you're going to want to change. But he says, if you sow according to the spirit... You walk and say, what do you want me to do now, God? And you do it, and you walk that way. He said, man, sometimes it's going to be bad at the beginning. It's not what the world wants to do. It may not be what your friends and people around you not following God want to do. It may not even be what you want to do. But he says, just do the right thing, because in the end, it will all be good. Now, the very best decision, the most important decision that you'll ever have to make is where you spend eternity. That's the most important decision. And so, so the decision is, do I surrender my life to Christ or do I keep hold of it myself? Do I surrender my life to Christ and put myself under his authority and now grow more in love and, and serve him more and more and more and more? Surrender my rights and everything about me and, and surrender it all to him and do whatever he wants, even if he wants me to stay in one room, even if he wants to send me to China. <laughs> Do I do whatever he wants me to do? That's the question. Do I totally surrender to him or do I keep a little for myself or do I just stay surrendered to me? I'm telling you that the worst decision you can make is, is to keep surrendered to yourself because one day you are going to die. And if you die without Christ, it, you may think it's good now because you're in control, but when you die without Christ, there is no resurrection power to bring you to heaven. 
When you die without Christ, you are going to be judged based on your own sins, and you know you've already blown perfection. But Christ was perfect, and he offered us a deal that if we surrender ourselves to him, his perfection can be applied to our life. So do you think God's going to excuse you trying to keep your own deal? Hardly. He sent his only son to do that for us. So the worst decision you can make is to keep your own life as yourself because you're going to die. I would be willing to say within 50 years you're going to die. Some of you within 2025, I can see through the camera. Some of y'all don't look too good right now. <laughs> but just joking. You might say that about me. But the fact is, is that you are going to die. And if you want to spend eternity in heaven, if God, you need to surrender your life to Christ. And if God is giving you the desire and ability to do that right now, I want to encourage you to do that. Because what happens is you make the right decision. You take the desire he's given you to do the right thing. And you surrender yourself to him. And you may think it's going to be bad because you don't get to do what you want to do anymore. But I'm going to tell you, it's good. If I had a group of people here and I said, how many of you gave your life to Christ and wished you never had because it's horrible? No one would raise their hands. Because once you give your life to Christ, you find out that he knows everything. He can do everything, and he's everywhere, and he loves you, and now he's your God, and he's living inside of you. That's the deal that's being offered, but somehow our flesh thinks it's going to be a bad thing to surrender to Christ, but I guarantee you there will be some times where he'll ask you to do things you don't really want to do, and yes, it might seem bad, but I guarantee you in the long run, especially in eternity, it is going to be good. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. You sow according to the flesh, you reap corruption. You sow according to the spirit, you reap life everlasting. Those are his words, not mine. And even though this is tough, don't grow weary in doing the right thing. Because if you do not faint in due season, you will reap a good crop. So whatever decision you got to make, man, base it not on potential consequences what's going to be good for me now and i'll deal with whatever later or hey i'm gonna you know this may be bad now and i'll deal with that later. instead of basing it on potential consequences i want to encourage you to make your decisions based on right and wrong if you don't have a relationship with jesus christ get one today surrender yourself to him let him speak into your life start learning what he, the master, the creator of this universe, the final authority and the final judge says is right and wrong. Find out, develop that relationship. Find out what he thinks is right and wrong because that is what is right and wrong. And then spend your life getting to know him better. Not so that he can spank you for doing wrong, but so he can keep you out of circumstances and situations you don't want any part of. Keeping you away from the wrong. Spend your life asking God, what is right and what is wrong when you have a decision to, to make and follow him. It may not be good right now. It might be okay, but I guarantee you it's going to be great in the future. Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us. And uh, Father, thank you for uh, taking this message that I know that you wanted me to speak today on your behalf. Father, I pray that you would burn this little diagram into our brain. I pray, Father, that this concept would be, I pray we'd write it down and keep it in our wallets, keep it in our purses. I pray we'd write it on our hands. I pray, Father, that we'd never get caught off guard 
just making a decision because it seems to be good right now. But instead, we'd spend our life learning what right and wrong is from you, letting you guide us, letting you direct us, letting you empower us. And we would make the right decision because often when we make that right decision, the world looks at it and thinks we're idiots. But when you make it work out, it is awesome. And you get all the praise, all the honor, and you get all the glory. So Father, for those who are in that tough time now, where they seem to be having bad short-term consequences as well as bad long-term, Father, I pray you'd give them strength to hang in there, counting on the promise that you have given us that if we don't grow weary, we don't grow tired of doing the right thing in due season, we'll reap a good harvest. That's a promise from you. We just have to keep doing the right thing. So Father, I pray that's how our decisions be made is based on right and wrong. And I pray for these things in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Woo! all right.